Welcome to Views from the Backseat. Join us as we pull back the curtain on a career that is often rated simultaneously as the most stressful and yet also providing the highest personal satisfaction. This show is about our adventures in the fire service. We provide a raw, open conversation which will include laughs, tears, stories, insights, and more than a few swear words. Thank you for listening. Let's get to the show. Neil, my man, how are What's you? What's up, buddy? We've had a, a lot of crazy ideas over our years, and this is one that's actually coming to fruition. How are you, my friend? I'm uh, doing good. I almost didn't recognize you. You almost look like that Aaron Kaufman with that big old beard. So, yeah, uh, out here in out here in Colorado, they get me confused for uh, wildland firefighters. Gotcha. Uh, I, have, so, I have to. So don't mind my eyes or my hands. I'm not sure what to do with them. I'm not sure what to look at. So yeah, right in the camera, my friend. Right in the camera. Which what's camera? that background? I got three of them. I got three what's of them, so what's I that know. background you got going on? That's pretty fancy. Oh, that's my wall of shame. Your wall of shame. Yeah, that's my little wall of shame there. You got your lieutenant badge. I've got my shadow box over here on the floor. I'm still yeah. building out my yeah, uh, so, studio as well. So this is just a temporary space in my kitchen till I can move to the shop. So. Yeah, tell me about the shop a little bit. I know that's a big part of your life right now. I saw a picture of it already on your Facebook page today. So what's that all yeah. about? Yeah, so the shop was supposed to be my condo in Cancun. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but since I uh, uh, acquired one of my dad's other cars and I had purchased another car, I needed some room for them. So right. I found this little uh, toy box storage shop. I had a... I had to buy so I could actually keep my toys in there. Right on. So, really nice man cave. Uh, yeah, it's actually worked out great. Cool. So, and, so, and you have visited uh, I have. that man cave. So I have. Yeah, no, the man cave was awesome. Uh, I enjoyed hanging out down there, uh, drinking beers, drinking some vodka lemonades. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, while you're hanging out, watching some football games, uh, Olivia enjoyed the fact that there was an upstairs level with like a couch that she could take a nap on. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's a sweet spot, man. Exactly. So, so this is called Views from the Back Seat, right? So – you and I were both firefighters. Um, to in full disclosure, this is kind of an introductory episode. Uh, I'm no longer in the fire service. I know that's going to not be a shocker for a lot of people who know me, but uh, our goal here is to share this with folks outside of our network as well. Mm -hmm. But you're still on job. I mean, I was yes. uh, my in-laws are with us this week uh, oh. as they're yep as awesome. they're working on uh, moving to Colorado. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And so I was telling them okay. this morning uh, that you and I spent most of our career together, actually. Uh, no, we spent our whole career. I mean, you got hired in 2007. I got hired in 2008. We were at yep. Station 18 together, and then we moved to Station 19, and you were my lieutenant captain. And, yeah, so I've literally spent my whole career with you. That's right. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And so we got to kind of grow up in the fire service together, and you've carried on the legacy uh, after I've uh, exited and moved on to some other things, which we can talk about a little bit as we go along as well. And so I was, uh, as Neil said, I was a firefighter for uh, the same fire department that he was on for a lot of my career. I also did volunteer for a few years before that. So uh, all told about 13 years in the fire service uh, in the Midwest. Uh, and golly, 2008, you're right there. <laughs> yeah. 13 years on the career side. Yeah. 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 So we saw a lot of things. We did some cool things. So what how did you get in the fire service? Cause you have a little different story than most 
getting in. I got I got a little bit different background, and I got started way late in my career just because of the path I took. And you know, my dad was a captain back uh, back in the suburb of Chicago, Harvey. So shout out to all them boys out there. I tell you, they <laughs> Southside they Chicago, work. right? Yeah, them boys work out there. So my tip my hats off of them. Still got a lot of great friends uh, with current members and past members. So uh, got out of the service, you know, uh, worked at a steel forge. Things didn't quite work out at the steel forge. Uh, got a part-time job. And it just that part-time job brought me here in Iowa. Always wanted to be you know, a firefighter because my dad was. Uh, not that I didn't try. You know, back in Chicago, uh, just never got the opportunity. Had a great opportunity uh, with you know the company came here, and um, yeah, it, it, it took me a while, but uh, I wouldn't trade anything for the world to do what I'm doing. Yeah, no, it's a great job. It's one of those jobs that's kind of weird, uh, actually, and I say weird on purpose because it's one of the most stressful jobs. Uh, it's always year over year one of the highest risk, high stressful jobs. Yeah, it's always rated one of the top jobs for job satisfaction. Satisf- uh, satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of an interesting dynamic of how the fire service can be both uh, and one at the same time. So right. yeah, I came in the fire service quite a bit younger. Uh, my dad was a uh, battalion chief uh, in a fire department in Iowa as well. Uh, I ended up applying for departments all across the state after I got graduated from college. Um, for those that don't know, I actually went graduated from the University of Iowa with a political science degree. I got done with that and no offense to teachers and lawyers, but uh, too my smart. My, my mother-in-law is a, a, a former attorney, so no offense to no offense to the lawyers in the room. But uh, <laughs> when I got done with school, I was like, "Shit, uh, I can either be a lawyer or a teacher now." Uh, and my mom's a school teacher, so that's not a good example either. And neither one of those sounded like much fun after a, a political science degree. So I ended up being a fire, coming a firefighter uh, myself and volunteered through my college years over in a small town outside of Iowa City. Um, and met quite a few people there and then started applying and traveling around the state trying to get a job. And thankfully, I uh, did not end up on the same department as my dad because I didn't want to, to live in that shadow, you know, uh, of, oh, you're just the chief's kid, right? So could kind of expand out and explore on my own a little bit. So out of all of those harebrained ideas that you and I came up with at the firehouse uh, for all of those like, years. Oh, I don't know this camera's kind of doing something weird, but <laughs> I don't know right. what's going on, but okay. Okay, sorry. All good. What to do yet? So, still don't. Listen, folks. This is the introduction. We're getting used to this. We'll figure it out and get continue to get better. Oh, we Uh, also apologize for any kind of language no one likes or offend (laughs) anybody. That is not the case here. This is just two old friends, two old souls talking. Right. That's right. In fact, uh, I I always tell people uh, that I swear I'm a firefighter. I swear. And if you don't like that. Uh, this is not the class or this is not the spot for you. Uh, so please, uh, please move on. Cause it's going to happen. Uh, we'll definitely, uh, I've already lost, uh, the clean tag on, uh, iTunes and Spotify, uh, by saying, uh, I don't give a shit about things earlier. So yeah, that's like all right. Big, it's going to happen. Like a big explicit logo on there. Like, you know, yeah, they'll put a little red exclamation yeah. point. I think, <laughs> like not for, not for children. Uh, which is probably, yeah, an explicit warning, Olivia says. So um, we had all kinds of harebrained ideas over the years. I mean, we talked about building a T-shirt company. We talked about dog daycares. 
Uh, <laughs> dog daycares, dog washes. Oh, that's right. We were going to do dog washes before they started putting those in like the laundromats and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were on the cutting edge of a lot of things. And unfortunately, podcasting, we're way behind the curve. Right. But uh, those have been out there for hot a while. Dog cart. Oh, a hot dog cart. Hot dog cart. Opening up a bar. We had the dirty dive bars. Yep. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Mall tees. Remember, we even had a name for that t-shirt business. Oh, once yeah. upon a time. And I think that's probably pretty common for a bunch of for firefighters is they just Listen, folks, uh, you're going to learn a little bit of the behind the door secrets about the fire service. They've got we've got some time to sit and think and dream up some crazy ideas. And so that, so we did. But here we are. What's different about this one? Why are we, how did we make this one come to be? And quite frankly, how did you make it come to be? You drove this train uh, uh, and caught me along for the ride because I, uh, I was pushed. You know, I, I've been listening to like webcasts. And just just hear, hearing people talk, and it's like, you know what? You know, we got some pretty interesting stories, and, and we talk about a lot of nothing that's yep. funny. <laughs> so it's like, let's come up with a webcast about nothing. Let's just talk. Let's just rap. You know, so, so are you I saying had, that we're, are you saying eight, we're the Jerry Seinfeld? What's that? Are you saying we're the Jerry Seinfeld of webcasts of podcasts? Oh, we're not getting it paid from Seinfeld or anything, but yes, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. You know, it's like it's just like a rap session in eighth grade. The best days in eighth grade was Mr. Miller's uh, uh, class on Friday. It'd just be a rap session, and he would just literally tell us about his life experiences and about life. Nothing about okay. the textbooks, and I'll tell you what those, those, yeah, still hit home today. It was just, just let's just talk as, right? as people, as yeah, so. yeah. And I think that's important. And I think that as the show changes, evolves, and develops, that we'll get into. We'll have days where we just we'll share once we figure this all this stuff out. We'll share funny videos because I got a stockpile of funny videos I can share. Uh, to... <laughs> I might have some funny photos. <laughs> I have, there are some funny photos uh, that I've got. We can uh, share. Uh, all names will be changed to protect the innocent. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, uh, we'll just make make sure that we don't uh, change change their names. I mean, we'll just say well, I'll just call everybody Neil, uh, since that seems pretty safe. Uh, but we'll have some deep conversations too. I mean, the firehouse was a lot of fun, right? We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of jokes. We had a lot of laughs. Uh, we also got into some pretty deep conversations. And uh, the interesting thing I think about the fire services is, is that you learn how to be around and deal with people that are different than you. Uh, and if you don't, you're going to have a really long career, right? I mean, you have to learn to be yeah, brothers yeah, you, and sisters with people that do not think like you, that do not right. uh, oh, yeah. act like you. And yet your literal life is on the line together. And so that's, yeah. a, that's a deep, deep bond uh a question would you have uh your sons or daughters go into the fire service i don't, um, have, kid, I don't have kids yet so um yeah what about you would you would you, you recommend the next generation to go into this job i i, I recommend the next generation and the generation after that and the generation before us they probably need to do some time in the military that's not a plug on the military but i think uh you learn a lot about yourself and about life going into the military. I'm yeah, not saying think, going for four, five, six years, you know, just do that two year stint, see what it is because the fire service is tailored towards that command structure. Yeah. It's a paramilitaristic organization, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, there's a chain of command. It's uh, at some point you have to do uh, when things, there's things you get told to do. You sometimes you get volunteered to do things, right? I mean, it's just yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, it. uh, and so, 
uh, the question is, is uh, when I have a kid and they absolutely, I mean, I would highly recommend going into public safety, into fire services specifically. I mean, it's a, it is what one of, if not the greatest job in the world, right? Uh, for all the downfalls that come with it, uh, it, it, it's a great profession. It's a great career. Um, and even if it's not a, a kind of like the military service, even if it doesn't become uh, my kid's job for the whole life, at least to experience it for some time, you know, because it exactly. does instill some valuable uh, skill sets and really instills that service attitude. Um, and so one of the thoughts was about discipline. And I was actually just reading a, an article on Facebook this morning uh, that was kind of fascinating about discipline. It was a, a Don't reference to everything on the Internet. <laughs> well, this is a reference to baseball from like a 90 year old, uh, 78, 80 year old uh, coach. And his whole story uh, was that he asked the question to all these this room full of baseball coaches how how wide is the home plate for little leaguers 17 inches is the answer i learned that today 17 inches it's the same size right how big is the plate for middle school baseball 17 inches how big is the plate uh for uh triple a 17 inches how big is the plate for major league baseball seven 17 inches so if a pitcher can't raise their skill level to hit to throw strikes on a 17 inch plate what do they tell the pitcher to do Oh, sorry, kid. You're not. Uh, we'll make the plate a little bit wider for you and keep changing the rules for the pitcher. No, fuck no. They actually say, okay, you're off to Pocatello. You're going back to AAA until you can learn. It's about. It's or maybe about, pitcher's not your gig. You know, maybe right? you're yeah. third baseman. You know, right. You know. Exactly. It's about having that discipline uh, and that mentality of uh, trying to work towards being the best. And that's what I what I love about the fire service. Quite frankly, is we have to perform the best when other people can't uh that when things get hard is when we have to perform the best and so that right. discipline takes over yeah so and, and you know we we are basically going on these calls at somebody else's worst moment yeah exactly and i share people so i love the intuitive the problem solving um aspect of it i love the brotherhood sisterhood aspect of the fire service um, I, I share stories about uh, uh you probably remember this call where i mean this is too like neil said two old buddies sharing stories uh, around the coffee table at this point the, the day room table <laughs> um so i teach a class uh and i show them all the tools on, on a uh, on a rig because that the rigs are just uh they're one and a half million dollars of taxpayer funded toolboxes. I mean, that's what they are. Yep. And so we take really good care of them and we make sure that our equipment is in the best uh, working order that we could, but we have to solve any problem that somebody calls in with on that day. Cause you're a company officer. Now I was a company officer when, when, when I left uh, the job, we can't just show up and be like, man, I can't figure, I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> You're on your own. I mean, right. that's, that's, right. that's not, that's not how this works. And so no matter what problem somebody calls in with, you have to figure out based on the tools and the skill set that you have, how you're going to solve that problem. And so I share this story all the time. Uh, when I'm teaching these classes about a call that we had towards the end, uh, we were all together and it was about that two-year-old kid standing on the table with the plastic potty seat stuck yeah. around its neck yep. yeah and and i'm the smallest guy coming into the apartment i've got you and a couple other bigger guys i mean i'm i'm 5'11 a buck 50 you're six foot three 200 i mean and you're you, I, i'm small you tell me i'm 200 pounds buddy thanks hey you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and so we three do three guys or four guys come in just big guys bunker geared up and everything else because we're not sure what we're getting into 
So anyway, we show up and those kids got a potty seat stuck around its neck. And it's that old mm-hmm. 70s hard plastic that's been warped and everything else. So you got, it's got like his hard, neck. hard seams on it. That right? Yeah. Over. And the kid's, the kid's fine, but the mom's freaking out. Let's be honest. You know, the kid's just going to live the rest of his life with this potty seat around its neck. <laughs> but the problem is, is, okay, now how do we solve this problem? Well, how are these guys? Because I, I can't just be like, all right, I can't figure this out. I'm out. And so um, we ended up, I, me being the small guy, I put my hands around under the collar around the potty seat and had you guys using the bolt cutters, snip it or lay at it until we could break that plastic around. But people are like, bolt cutters on plastic for a potty seat on a two year old. Yeah, I mean, no, I it's, mean it's, it's math equations and, and yeah, intuition we, that you just have to work we on. We tried trauma shears and everything. <laughs> I think, I guess we probably just could have called the extrication truck, see if they get it came with their, you know, spreaders or cutters. Yeah. And get it out. You know, bring in, bring in four more, four more yeah. guys and. <laughs> No, yeah, we just we just figured it out and solved it. Yeah, so um, you hit on my next question, which is, what's the show about, and how did you come up with it? And uh, you, so you said you were pushed. So I'm curious, who pushed you? How uh, Gretchen, Gretchen pushed me because really? yeah, I I reached out to you, mm-hmm. and you know I, I I came you know gave you this crazy idea, or or, or I thought that we would probably have enough for a great show. And then I asked you, so what do we need to do to start off? And you said, well, you need to get this, you know, that microphone. You need to start off with this. I'm like, okay. And then the more I got into it, uh, my old MacBook would not support any kind of <laughs> would not support any kind of uh, Streamlab, you know, online broadcast and stuff. So when I had to go, I had to go get a new MacBook. You know, was it time? You know, I probably could have got uh away but yeah so because i was i really wanted to do this but the more i invested the more i needed to be pushed because i was like well if i just cut my losses now you know i got a new computer and i got some stuff i can you know microphone or whatever i can probably sell so i was pushed and fortunately i was pushed and pushed and here's where we are yeah so now we're just looking for 10 likes and 10 followers so we can get this thing kicked off. <laughs> That's right. And, and that, I mean, so we invited all of our friends to like this. And our goal, obviously, is to uh, push this out a little bit more to people outside of our network. And so I threw a little banner up here right now that says to uh, like our page, views from oh, the back seat, uh, and then make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Because our goal here, uh, again, because it's episode 001, is to start to push this out. Uh, on a semi-consistent basis, I'm not going to commit to anything because anybody who knows the fire service knows that nothing, the best laid plans of, of mice and men, as I say, I mean, you can have the perfect day planned out for, for your crew uh, until about 7.03. And then that's all gone out the window for the most part. So uh, I say that we're going to push this out on a semi-consistent basis. So find us on your favorite podcasting app, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, one of those hit like subscribe, all of that stuff. Uh, so we can grow this outside of our network. Cause quite frankly, uh, I'll be honest, I was kind of surprised by the people that liked uh, and followed right away. Uh, there are a lot of firefighters that we know because well, that's our main circle of friends. But there's a lot of people from, quite honestly, the general public who are just looking for more yeah. information about this world. Because you see you see the firefighters and the law enforcement officers responding to calls, but you don't really, most people don't really get a look behind the curtains, which uh, I don't want to share all of the secrets of the fire service because uh, nobody would ever, I don't know. At least not in episode 001. <laughs> yeah, not episode 001. You have to come back for episode like 12 or 13 for, for, right. the, for the real secrets. But uh, 
yeah, but it, it, it's a great, great job. Um, so I have to share a little bit about what I'm doing since I'm not on the job anymore. And so people are going to be like, oh, there's a little bit of imposter syndrome going on here. Or why would we listen to a webcast from a guy that's not even on the truck? Anymore? Uh, and so I want to share that since leaving the fire service, I actually uh, work with a nonprofit organization uh, teaching mental health resilience and uh, stress reduction techniques to fire service, law enforcement, dispatch, EMS, active duty military personnel, uh, and working on starting up another similar side business uh, like that as well. And so I get to work with and be with uh, first responders damn near every week still. Uh, in a teaching capacity. In fact, this last week I was working with dispatchers up in Northern Colorado uh, and had uh, somebody say that I literally changed their lives and because of techniques that they can use with their body uh, to handle and deal with the stress and trauma of the job and to perform at their best as a dispatcher. And so I think that's pretty damn cool. And so I get to pull in a little bit of a different perspective uh, because having been on the job and now working in with people across the country, I've also learned that a firefighter is a firefighter of the world around. Uh, meaning that I can, when I hop into a firehouse, uh, or at a conference with a bunch of, bunch of folks, uh, says that I can look and say, Oh, that's Joe. Uh, that's Neil. Uh, that's Eric. That's Jim. You know, I can point people's out based on the personality because similar personalities come to this line of work. Uh, and so I see a question that says, what, uh, what kind of people don't make it in the fire? Where do you see these questions at? What do I miss? Um, I'm on, on StreamYard on the right-hand side under comment or up on the top on comment. Oh my side. goodness gracious. Yeah. So okay. down at the bottom, it says, uh, what kind of people don't make it in the fire service? Do you have an example of a person who couldn't cut it? I don't know. There's people that get flushed um, all the time, right? Well, <laughs> But I don't know that in our fire department, uh, doesn't happen very often. But but I wouldn't say that you didn't cut it. But you know what? People's lives change. People's goals change. And and you know, maybe they think that there's something else better out there. And I mean, as long as they think they are going to make their lives better. You know, I, I mean, you, you you can't hold nobody back. No, yeah, and I think the I think there are folks that uh, tried to make it in the fire service. That it, it it is a job that is not for everybody. Let's be honest, right? Uh, right? Because of the stuff that you deal with, like we talked about at the beginning, the interpersonal dynamics. If you are not flexible and adaptable with dealing with people, mm -hmm. uh, you you just might not cut it. Uh, and that's the kind of the goal of uh, academies and, and the hiring process too. I mean, uh, we've got a few minutes left uh, before the end of the show, and so already, uh, I know we're already down to twenty-seven minutes to go. Oh man! Uh, and, and as Chris uh, says, this is where the mental resilience comes in. And that's exactly yeah. right. And that's why I'm really, really proud of doing the work that I do now because I get to train and work with cops, firefighters, active duty military across uh, the country to work on that aspect uh, of, of that part of the job. But the hiring process, I mean, how long did it take to go through the hiring process? A lot of people don't even well, know what it takes to get hired to be a firefighter. So how, I mean, I think the process was like six months, wasn't it? Okay, so the process is six months. Right. So do that six-month process for five years. Right, because it's there, I mean, because because there's only so many hired. jobs. I mean, you got to, you know, test and make a list and go through interviews. And it's like, I didn't get hired my first time, second time, 
Yeah. No, so, I mean, I think I tested it. It's a competitive job. Yeah, absolutely. I think I tested it six or seven departments before getting hired. And I'll be honest, um, it's kind of, I, I find this kind of funny now uh, I, because I know I know better. When I was applying for jobs in the fire service, I was uh, a naive, young, dumb kid. In, in, in full, looking back, I mean, I was 22 years old, didn't know anything. Uh, and so, so coming into the board interviews and that kind of stuff, uh, I now know that all of my answers were the exact same answers as every other <laughs> kid uh, that was going through those board interviews. So folks, if you want to be in the fire service, work on your interview because it matters. Uh, but in like in my hiring process, uh, we went through a written test and you had to score like 70% or above. Out of the 13 folks that got hired in my hiring class, I think we all scored 93% or better on that test. So it oh, just yeah. shows the, the level of, uh, of competition to get hired. And then for like the oral board. I didn't, make, I didn't make that cut. One more cut later. The next, <laughs> yeah, the next round. <laughs> next cut. I made the next cut. Yeah. Uh, and then like the oral board interview though, uh, I tell people like that's a – tough spot to be if you've never sat through a board interview because you walk into a room with six or eight people who've been voluntold to be there so they're pissed off to be there because they're wasting three days even though they're getting overtime and <laughs> listen to the same fucking answer over and over and over again because it's the same, long, board, you same answer you get a free shitty sandwich from the local sandwich <laughs> shop i mean you know what you're signing up for or being told to do and so that as an interviewer you're walking in with 10 pissed off people that are they're like well, great what is this kid gonna say uh and i'll be honest i don't know that many people know this uh Probably that, said the same thing that everybody did. Right? I, exactly. Why, why would we want to hire you? Right. And I got, I'll be honest, I scored the cutoff with to, to pass that board interview was 80%. And guess what score I got? This guy that now travels the world teaching, talking in front of public and everything else. I got uh, 80%, brother. 80. 80? Yeah. Somebody said, all right, we'll give him a shot. And he just put 80%, 80% on the score pad and, and push me through the next round. So uh, whoever pushed me up to that 80%, I appreciate you uh, all these years later. Uh, but then, yeah. And then it goes on to the physical uh, test, right? Uh, the doctor's exam. It's just like being right. cleared for, for, for sports. And then uh, you go through a mental psych evaluation, which I saw in the comments earlier that somebody says you got to be just enough crazy to go in the fire service, which I fully agree with that. 500 yeah. question test is make sure you're just enough nuts. Yeah. Uh, and then the fire chief makes uh, their call out of the list. I mean, it is not an easy process to become no. a firefighter. No. Uh, even today when I know that recruitment and retention is harder, uh, there's fewer people that want uh, to get into public safety. So it's harder, but it's still a competitive, competitive job. Mm. Cool, man. And, 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 you know, not only, you know, the fire service, but, you know, I mean, let's not, you know, forget about, uh, you know, the, uh, EMS and police. I mean, yep. it's there's yeah. I mean, everyone, oh my goodness, everyone's working for good, solid, strong people that want to work. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and oh. my goodness, to be a cop, shout out to them guys. Yeah, to be a cop right now. I mean, listen, we're gonna. This is a firefighter podcast and webcast. We're gonna poke some fun at our brothers and sisters in blue on the other side of the street. Don't get me wrong, but that's a tough, tough job. And you and I works with some damn fine people on the other side of the street. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're fortunate enough in the community that you work in and that I used to work in that we really did have a great working relationship with law enforcement, but that's not the case everywhere. I mean, you see stories that that, that, that there's, there's like turf yeah. rivals between fire and yeah. police, which I just don't quite understand. We always had that nice, good working relationship. So uh, my man, can you believe it's been 30 minutes already? Uh, you know what? Um, I'm glad we probably put a limit on yeah. 
how, how you know how we're gonna keep these episodes because I'm pretty sure we can sit here and bore the hell out of everybody. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of the the goal, I guess, is to keep people bored or keep people entertaining. Uh, coming back so i'm playing with the little uh banners again so yeah i'm glad i'm glad you know how to do that because yeah <laughs> i'm out yeah so i have to those... like, hold up a sign like <laughs> share this page so. yeah uh speaking of holding the signs have you seen the movie love actually where they have like the pictures on the words written and they like to change the the cards so that people like he shares a message listen to the radio i have to show uh, i'm sorry is that a porno no oh love yeah, actually yeah. I, I bet i bet love actually has been turned into a porno more than once if i were to check uh somebody throw that in the comments see if uh love actually has been turned into a porno. or not uh, <laughs> uh but our goal here is to keep these short keep them consistent so that we can just kind of dive into different topics topics of the week things like that um that I, w I love for people to share in the comments or to uh, on our Facebook page of what you want us to see, what you would like to see us discuss in upcoming shows, right? Because we've got all kinds of stories and all we can laugh and we can yeah. cry together all day long. Let's be honest. Let's be a little vulnerable. We can I mean, we've share. We've shared both. I uh, mean, we, uh, we can share war stories or we can sit and solve the world's problems at the you know kitchen table. We can, yeah. we, we've done all that. Right? Yeah. So um it looks like uh facebook is getting ready to kick us off for unfortunately so uh oh, okay. but it's waiting for a signal so we'll cut the ending off here uh <laughs> when we put it up on the podcast but my friend my brother this is a uh, fantastic i'm very curious and interested to see who all follows us and likes us you know uh darn well that you're going to get some comments at the firehouse uh over this so hopefully you know that, you know, well. that, you know, that's fine. This is something I wanted to do and I couldn't find a better brother to do it with. We, we just need to make it happen, man. Absolutely. Well, you and I will talk again soon and share our conversations with uh, our friends out there uh, coming up. But Neil, it's been a pleasure. Stay safe, stay well, and we will talk to you again soon. Love you, brother. All right, love you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, Make sure you post about it on social media, subscribe, and it would be awesome if you'd leave us a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Facebook at Views from the Back Seat. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.